Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz and with me as always is the Fredo Corleone to my Don Corleone, Bradford Oman. Hey, that's me. It's not Italian at all. I, I, I will betray you. That sound even not... I'm going to betray you. Okay, there, okay, that's Mario, Mario. Mario in The Godfather. Mario. Hey, I'm going to get you, Don Corleone. <laughs> hey, it's a me, the guy that betrays you. It's a meatball. And uh, you know what? The the Vito Corleone to my Michael Corleone. Nate Lux. Hello, I'll make you an offer that I can't refuse. My name is Ben Conowitz. That's Finn doing me. That is exactly <laughs> right. That is Finn, That's... and he, for some reason, thinks you're a mobster. Yep, and you know what? I'll take it, because he's the only one that respects me. <laughs> he doesn't respect me. <laughs> he doesn't, did you say he doesn't respect yeah. you? Yeah. Right, but, uh, he doesn't respect you, Ben. Uh, hey, Who I, does? It, it's true. Uh, not many. Not many on this earth. It's, uh, it's, it's so good to fun be to back. Be it's so, good yeah. to have our listeners back. Uh, you know, welcome to Go Flix. Where did yourself. they go? Well, everyone's got jobs. They, they got go, things yeah, to do. We all go. disperse. We listen to the episode together, and then we disperse, and then we come back. Got a lot of got a lot of hot track on the last episode. A lot of hot track. Is that like hot trim? Oh, hot traction. Oh, you know, a, a lot, lot of people, a lot of hot track. Can, can, can we talk about your creepiness? Yeah, that's why we got the hot track. I think more people were creeped out by it by like listening, like, hey, hey, listen to this creepy guy on this podcast. Yeah, just like we are turning into a true just, crime and, podcast and just based because, on your. Just because my new character, Sticky LaFleurs, likes to watch you in a theater and also consummate the relationship with the Dune 2 popcorn bucket, doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. And also, he takes offense to creepy <laughs> as the adjective. Does he? I talked to him. Are you speaking to the what? third person about your character? What? No, I'm not him. He's, wait, he's, wait. You talked to him. What did he say? He's a guest. He's a guest. What? What? What did he say? I mean, I, I don't know if I can repeat it on the on the air, but it was very, very sexual. Let's get him on the phone. All right. This is this, <laughs> up, this is really up to you. Beep 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 beep. Lafleur's residence. Sticky's wife. Hey, is is Sticky Lafleur's there? Sure, hold on one second. I didn't know he was Sticky! Yeah, I didn't either. He didn't seem like the marriage type to me. Sticky, pick up line two. Also, I guess Sticky is his real name because that's what his wife calls him. It's his Christian name. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. He has he'll a multiple, be right li- oh, he has a multiple line phone. He'll be right back with you. He's on. He's on the. He's on line one. Wait, thank, is this, thank, are you, thank you, is Mrs. This fingers. Secretary or thank wife? You, Mrs. Fingers. <clears throat> Mrs. Fingers. What? Sticky fingers. Sticky Lafleur. Sticky Lafleur's here. What? Uh, hey, hey, man. Uh, what were you doing with the Dune popcorn bucket? Just now. Sure. Or, or oh, I ever. Gotta, I put another hole in the bottom of it. Ow, that's a metal popcorn oh, bucket. Yeah, damn right it is. Oh, my God. You know that when you take your sticky mushroom tip and you just press it against the okay, metal. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Thank, just, thanks for picking up Sticky LaFleur's, but we got to go. I'm late for church. Ch- call the police. I'm, call the police. I'm late for church with the boys. Oh, uh, you, is it a euphemism? Or? What, what is going on? You, uh, you wanted to get him on the phone. Did you hang up? Yeah. Okay. But he, he, we bothered him at home with his wife and kids, and all for what? From talking about his sticky mushrooms, I I regret everything that yeah, I've done well, so far. Uh, this is on this is on you. You guys brought it back up. <laughs> the only way to, f- to fix this is by telling you guys that I, I bought the Dune popcorn bucket <laughs> and, and what with it, and it was everything I dreamed. It is it would amazing be. we did not hear anything from you this last weekend. No, it's because it's a very silent 
bucket. <laughs> it's a very silent <laughs> bucket. No, it's a. What is it like to have the popcorn in the bucket though? Like that's the fucking weird thing. Those things look. They don't look rigid. No. So I didn't put. Did it, you name it? I didn't. Did put, you name it? I, you didn't have to name it. It has a personality of its own. Uh, I so I, I I bought the bucket. I didn't put the popcorn in the bucket because they give you the popcorn separately in case you don't want to like mess up the bucket if you want to have it just as, like a, as a, a collector's item. Do they ask you like when you walk up? They're like collectors or eating <laughs> or fucking. <laughs> <laughs> There's or option three that shall be not or be named. They, just, they don't even. Add, they just wink at you. Yeah. Or or they just make the. Like, <laughs> Do you Brad, want a popcorn in this bucket or wink? Brad walks up and they're like, Nah, he's a he's a user. They don't even ask. They just judge him. We know which guy so, you're no, so, doing. So so I didn't put the popcorn in the bucket. I didn't, I didn't want to get it get it greasy. I'm gonna grease it up myself. Uh, so but so like if Ew. you when you feel the inside like the, the little rubber phalanges, they're they're very soft and like malleable. Like, no shit. Um, but, I can't take this conversation seriously. But like, I I, don't, I struggle to think that it's gonna be fun to eat popcorn <laughs> out of it because I just feel like trying to get the popcorn out of it is such a happening. hassle. Quote of, quote of the year: I struggle to see that it's gonna be fun to eat popcorn out of it. Just pulling a handful of popcorn, I feel like you're gonna lose most of it because the phalanges are just rubbing it all out of your hand. Ew, it's so and then they get really really greasy too. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just gonna have these just greasy rubber you, they, little fingers. They, they wash them individually, like you're like you're giving a, a like a, a very miniature hand job to each phalange. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. Oh, so, but weird. very weird. But uh, but anyway, then he went to the bathroom and found the real use for it. Yeah, he he, he was not not. Not available for the whole weekend, basically. But uh, so I got myself a Doom popcorn. Bucket yeah, it's now. Sitting, what are you gonna do with that bad boy? Sitting on your shelf, uh, just looking at it, just staring put, at it. I'm put M and M's in it. So, listeners, welcome to Go Flex Yourself, where we get to talk about and review the Dune popcorn bowl. This and is now a Dune popcorn bucket podcast. It's all we talk about. It's all we talk about. Uh, Nate, did you bring a sponsor? Uh, I did. What's What's your sponsor tonight, buddy? My good attitude. This show is now sponsored by Nate's good attitude. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, that check bounced. Yeah, no thanks. All right, Brad, what do I'm we got? Delightful. Uh, My grandma uh, says I'm delightful. Well, let me. Mm. Let me ask you. Ben, let me, ben, ben. ben, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Thin mints. Yeah, it's correct answer. Yeah, Nate, put the put those freaking thin mints in the freezer. Wait a night, eat them the next day. It'll be the best that's thing you've ever had. Even even better answer. Yeah, honestly, that's a. There's only answer. one answer that was better than Ben's answer, and that was it. Yeah, it was frozen, oh, I love frozen thin I, I just did that yesterday. I went grocery shopping, and the, they were at the front of the thing, and they were like, "Do you want to buy it?" I was like, "I'll have two boxes of thin mints. I'll take all of them. I mean, you got. I'll take them all. Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> I get it. I'm fat. Uh, no, hey, you're big boned. You are not fat. You're you are corpulent. That's so husky. That's so rude. I had to wear husky pants when corpulent. I was corpulent. <laughs> That's like a corpse. No, this is a bad. This word. sounds like how you describe a corpse. I don't rotund, know. voluptuous. Husky. He's obs- voluptuous. He's obs- curvy, <laughs> curvy, <laughs> plus sized. I like your curves and Hammy. your edges. Hammy. <laughs> That's just because I have an odor, and you know that. If you smell like ham, I love ham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the fucking sponsor? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> just get it. Uh, what do you mean just get it? Hand it to me, you chunk. Oh, my God. Big fucking ham hawk. <laughs> uh, so this no, is- it's uh, it's Skippy. It's these, these are Skippy peanut butter bites, but the flavor, uh, I'm not going to tell you. It, you're going you're gonna to have to guess after you put a little peanut butter ball in your mouth. Uh, it might be inspired by a little conversation we just had a second ago. So, uh, Let me try these. Give me a little crunch in your mouth. A crunchy peanut butter ball. I hope balls. it's a good one. You know, oh. before this podcast, so we we do two episodes uh, on SNL nights where mm-hmm. there's a new episode of SNL. We do our ten to one. Yes, 
and I was hungry. I needed a good snack, and I asked my buddy Ben, "Hey, you got anything to eat?" And, and what he, did he say? He said, "I got some fruit snacks for." You. Yeah, and and what what did he give you? He gave me dried freaking fruit. Yeah, he gave he gave. Here, I got the bag here because I was I, I was able to. You know what? Beggars I had to be ch- choked choose. down this treat you too. Fucking no! You didn't have to so do any. So natural freeze dried mixed you fruit. You didn't have to do anything. You asked if it's I had freeze dried snacks. So when I expect to get fruit snacks, I'm not getting these like nice chewable little gummies. He literally got, said fruit snacks. He yeah, said fruit snacks. I'm it's get, fruit. That's a snack. I'm getting this 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 freeze ass dried crunch of a strawberry and like a fucking uh, hard ass banana chip. Yeah, but in my defense, I also had fucking Oreos, and Nate said no, thank you. Yeah, and I heard I'm about. Not an Oreo I, fan. I'm upset about that because I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Double stuff too. Hey, Brad, open your mouth. They were double stuffed, and he and he turned it. I'm not gonna risk breaking my teeth with a peanut butter bowl. <laughs> <laughs> my teeth are fragile. <laughs> Uh, so, so what do you guys think about these? You like these peanut butter balls? No, they're good. They are good. Hey Ben, over your mouth. No, I'm not doing it. What? Who, no, I don't, he, only because I don't trust your aim. He's not going to throw peanut butter balls. He's wanting you to do something else. <laughs> That's a completely different thing. He couldn't even land in his own mouth. He yeah, just exactly. Dropped I don't a trust little him. peanut butter turd on the oh, floor. Oh, great. Yeah. Now the mice are coming. Now, which which cookie do you think that this is flavored after? Uh, it's not thin mint. The peanut butter one. <laughs> good call. The peanut butter one. No, not it's not the peanut butter one. It's a good guess because there is peanut it's butter. It's not one. also the delicious America smoke because I, I taste no coconut. It's, yeah, you're right. You have a very, very skilled tongue. Well, <laughs> why that Why that wording? It's a very, very evolved palate. That's what I wanted to hear, not you have a good skilled tongue. What do you mean? I want to give him a compliment. So it's not a compliment. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't want to hear that? Someone tell you you have a skilled tongue? Not you. <laughs> I don't want you to say it. I just want you to have confidence in yourself. I, just, I want so, Ashley to say it. I don't want you to I'm going to guess it is some kind of, I think they have a peanut butter type of cookie. I don't remember what it's called, though. So, yeah, this is, is based it, on it, one of their newer cookies. It's called the Adventureful. And it's, it's, good. it's a chocolate cookie base with a with peanut butter dollop in the middle of it and then a little chocolate drizzle a on it. A dollop of daisy, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of caramel, too, actually, now that I think about no, it. No, it's, it's caramel. caramel. No, there's uh, there's two A's in it. So you, no, it doesn't matter. There's yeah, a, it's caramel. The, you know what? There's a K and oh, knife. Wait, who the fuck goes around There's a freaking like, K and hey, knife. Did you, you say knife? Do you want to have a caramel apple? What are you, you fucking rich? knife? No. Caramel. Caramel apple. Be normal. Say caramel. No. A caramel is a town in Indiana. Yeah, no. It's, and, yeah, and in that town they say caramel because they're no. rich and bougie. No, they absolutely don't. They say quamwa. <laughs> th- that town in Indiana is French-Canadian. Yeah. It's in French like. What? <laughs> they're French like. Like uh, so there you go, Adventureful's peanut butter bites. They yeah. have they have two other Girl Scouts inspired flavors. They do have a Samoa one, and they have the chocolate peanut butter one. And then the regular peanut butter bites they have, they have one that has a pretzel center and one that has a graham cracker center. Have you tried those? Uh, I've tried the pretzel one. Pretzel one is is very good. I bet the American Samoa one is delicious. I have tried that one too, and that one is good. That that one is probably my favorite of the Girl Scout flavors. I As think. it should be. Yeah, delicious. So right, if you just check them out in stores, they're in the peanut butter section. All right. No, it's movie time. What's the last movie you saw? Uh, you know what? I watched a movie that is not what I was assigned. Why didn't you watch the assigned movie? Because I, I assigned you a movie. You assigned I thought, me a movie. I thought, I thought really deeply about this. You did not think deeply at all about no, this. You were very I, flippant. I even prayed about. It. You were very flippant. You just he prayed about. He prayed about it. <laughs> fuck you. No, you didn't. Um, because said, if, if that if that's how you pray for people, do, stop doing it. I said. I said, Lord, give me a movie stop for me to see. 
And you were so you know dismissive. Oh, uh, you know what? The movie that Brad had to watch last week. Yeah, I guess you watched it this week. <laughs> no. And so I said, I, I said, fuck you. I'm watching The Godfather. And, and I watched and, The Godfather. And this was the second week that Nate did that for assignments because last time you guys had just watched Self Reliance and he was like, Brad, oh, yeah, you know what, Brad, you can so, watch Self Reliance. Reliance. No, but no, Brad. You do you said, not even care about us? No, I. Well, I do. But here's the thing: is that was not the answer I wanted. <laughs> that, that sounded, that sounded more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, Brad, you said I want to see self reliance, and I said, you know, what, Brad, I'm going to give you a gift. That's you, not I'm how that. That is not even close and to how. I want. I'm going to sign you. The only one in this room that remembers it that way. I'm going to sign you a film that you want to see as a gift to you. Because it was your birthday. It was also your birthday coming up. And I said, here is a film. It's also your birthday. There was no mention of my birthday when I was assigned self reliance. Because you don't ever listen to me. And so (laughs) Ben Ben was like, hey, Uh, I need a film. Nate, Nate, you said, well, that worked. And then, so and I'm gonna then, do it again. And it was like, you know what? It's Ben's birthday. Yeah, so ben, your birthday's coming up in July. No, nope. so Ben, you've you've had a hard season, and so um, I wanted to give you a film that I know that Brad and I both enjoyed. And yeah, we both really liked the Godfather. It. And, and thank you for it. It was. It's great. also a film about you know people struggling to be themselves, and it's the thing that I pray most about you is that you feel comfortable <laughs> being yourself. You're the worst person in this podcast, and so and that's saying something. So. All that said, how did you like the film that I signed you? The Godfather was great. Here's the thing. Everyone has seen I, The Godfather. Yeah, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And so rewatching Why are you watching it, The Godfather That's as a wild kid? to me cuz I watched The Godfather by accident like at least once. It's on it's on, all wa- the time. Wa- it's on, on all the time. On what channel? On what channel is The Godfather? TNT, AMC. What channel isn't it on? Uh, every, 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 every WB. Every weekend they play the entire Godfather, the Godfather trilogy on somewhere. The WB. Yeah. The dancing frog the shows U- up and says like repeats of Mo- Moesha. Channel <laughs> 26 The U it's on. No, that's the not UPN what happens. The Power 50? No, nope, <laughs> that's not what happens. I would believe that it's on WGN. I would believe that oh, it's yeah, on that Oh, yeah, of course. Show. Oh, yeah, no, th- those are all mobsters. Those are all, like, Chicago exactly. movies. They, I think they did one time when they had Sven Gulli do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bozo the Clown, The Godfather, Sven Gulli, The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. That's just how I talk to, to somebody in college and asking, like, well, you guys have, like, you know, you, you see Sven Gulli, and they're like, who? who? What? I didn't know it was just like and a then, Chicago. No, and then, and then you go like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Five eight eight. Two, and then if they don't, eight hundred. The Empire, like, the Empire. Thought, what are you talking about? We're not friends. You didn't grow up anywhere. It must in be Eagle Man. So anyway, uh, look at those low rates. The thing about The Godfather that I think is lost upon maybe a newer generation is. It's not one of those things where it's it's a very famous movie, and so you got to kind of sit through it and be like, I mean, Seven Samurai, black and white film. You can respect it, but I didn't think that that was a great movie to watch. Like, it wasn't exciting for me because it's from 1950-whatever, and it just didn't, you know, it doesn't hold up in that way because action films have come a long way. But I respect it for what it was. This movie literally kicks ass. There's something earth-shattering that happens, like, every 15 minutes in this film, and it's three hours long, and it doesn't ever stop. It's fucking awesome. So it's not just this nostalgic, oh, it's a good movie for a lot of reasons. No, it's fucking awesome, and if you've never seen it, you should watch it. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's an indie film, right? Yeah. Every scene in that movie, obviously, is famous for a reason, and it's just like breaking out the best of, right? It's like the greatest hits. It's like a greatest hits album. Every scene that's that's impactful, you've heard it a thousand t- times, but when you put it in context of the movie, it, it becomes elevated. It's even better. There you go. I think there's a lot of people that haven't seen it. Why do you think that is? 
It's long. I was to say, is it three hours? So, and because yeah. it's and because it's only getting older, like they're just there's generations that just aren't connecting to movies from like the sixties. It is and 70s. almost three hours. It's one hundred and seventy five minutes. And the, the thing is, you think like these days, oh well, good to ten to fifteen minutes of credits. It's about two minutes of credits. Yeah, a lot of older movies did not have long end credits. So, so it's a real three hour. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. two hours and fifty four minutes. Uh, yeah. You know, and the, the runtime might be two fifty eight. Mm-hmm. For real. So anyway, yeah, no, it was great. Is it the only um, thing you watched? Yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, fuck yeah! What good. did you think? It's it's it's, it's I, not bad. So I'm trying to now. I'm trying to compare the first one and the second. I think this. I think I like the second one better. Why? Oh, um, I I really enjoyed the first one a lot, but I I was it's because it's so hard to put to catch lightning in a bottle twice, and I really feel like it they is. did that this time. I think it's pretty hard to do it the first time too. It is well, sure, <laughs> but once you've done it, repeat that, right? No, it's, right. It's almost it was such a, a good first for, film, exactly. That, but they they still have the animation style is still different enough, and it's st- I mean, it's still ca- everything about the movie all the way through from the, the writing the plot the yeah voice the acting great, is good everything's great everything about that movie is great. Um, I was hanging on the words of the characters. I was invested. I didn't want to look away. These are the hallmarks of a great film. Do you it's think it's film. better than the live action Spider Man films? Uh, yeah, a lot of them for sure. All of them? No. Which one do you like better? I mean, I think that Spider Man Two is probably one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah, that's true. Spider-Man 2 rips. That's really good. But you think, I, I, I think it's really good, but I still think this one's better. Yeah, so um, I still think the first uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie is better because I think that it has a more complete story. Um, and since this one, you know, is, is kind of a two-parter and it's a, it's a cliffhanger, you know, it's, um, it's, it still has the beginning, middle and end, which for a sequel that does lead into a part three is, is nice to see that, um, it still feels like <laughs> they it, didn't fast exit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's uh, yeah, everything with the uh, with Gwen in this movie is great. How they evolve the relationship between him and Miles, uh, the introduction of the new characters, and just well, it's the, just the whole, so cool. The whole canon event stuff. Yeah, that hasn't really been touched on. Really, like you gotta have that that loss type thing. My favorite thing about the uh, this this movie is like it's it's playful with the meta universe but it still utilizes what is established in comics as lore and canon how things work. Um but like it also makes joke jokes about it. Like like uh having Peter B Parker be like you say multiverse and my my brain shuts down. Like everyone's sick of hearing about the multiverse. Uh but I think my in this this one in particular what I do love about that is challenging the idea of on a, on a meta level of what people view as like what is integral to telling a superhero story especially about spider-man because like they people the, the people who have made spider-man movies have been so strict about sticking to like telling the origin story again and like uncle ben and all that stuff and like you God, know uh, bra- the- breaking canon is necessary like doing these stories where like miles morales is is different and so like the idea of breaking canon and having it be something cool and not something that you're trying to force upon people are saying no this this is how Spider-Man is supposed to work you know the only other uh the only other origin story that's that's more played out is what Batman Batman by far so Spider-Man and Batman share that same fate of yeah one is a Marvel property one's a DC property but they still beat the fucking origin story over your head over why and yet we still don't know what happened to Batman's parents i i think that he gave her a pearl necklace in an alley. Ew! I know, right? That's a weird superhero origin story. He has a lot of money. <laughs> Trust me, you don't have to have a lot of money to give anybody a pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in. Nope. Leave that in, Nate. 
You leave that in. We're not editing that out because that's fucking perfect. I have no idea who that was, but turn your fucking ringer off. That was an alarm, actually. Oh, God. Yeah, saying this podcast is going on too long? Yep. Oh, man. If the podcast is still going on at this point, you've got to get out. <laughs> no, that's uh, but yeah, I, I, I love Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. It's just, I love uh, Batman. I mean, I, I love pearl necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nate, what's the last movie you saw? So I did get to see a, a movie that... I was a little surprised that I didn't love the first. I turned it off after the first 15 minutes. I'm going to say this. Wait, you turned it off after the first 15 minutes? Yeah. I rented a movie. Emmanuel in Space. Uh, no, I wouldn't have turned that off. No, you would have because you, you're done with it after about the first okay. 15 minutes. <laughs> if so, you're like me. Th- this... I like to wait for the second scene. It's usually better. <laughs> and you're watching for the acting. Have you, by the way, have you ever actually seen any softcore stuff like that, like no. on Cinemax? Oh yeah, when I was teenager. When I was sure. teenager, like Emmanuel in Space. My parents had uh, HBO; they had Cinemax, yep. and so like you know, we know you were wealthy. Okay, midnight at midnight on Cinemax though, like Emmanuel in Space was a real thing. Oh That's no, oh, softcore. Trust me, I'm not saying it out of like out of <laughs> not not knowing. It was so a lot of formative experiences yeah, for Brad. I, mean, I was very much like, "That's a silver spacesuit, and I am hard as a rock." Brad very much had his own Dune popcorn bucket when he was 12 years old. <laughs> There's a reason that like the 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 role play that I do is very space themed. <laughs> uh, no, I actually uh, we we got the movie channel. You <laughs> busted an astronaut. <laughs> we got the, <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> we got the movie channels for free for a long time, <laughs> and <laughs> and my uh, my signature move. Was 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 putting a, a a tape in the VCR overnight and just hitting record and leaving it on Cinemax? Did <laughs> you really? Uh, yeah, because it shows you two things. Number one, he's horny, but also fucking lazy. Like I'm just tired and I just want to go to bed. I can't well, stay no, up right now. Well, no, but he's no, got to no, wait until his parents aren't there anymore. Yeah, because I'm just because I didn't have a VCR in my room at the time. And the VCR that recorded was in the living room, and so, so you got like, like parents went to bed, pop a tape in, hey. put put it on Cinemax, hit record, have the tape the next morning, and I got a good two hours of, hey, of Cinemax to Brad, watch the next night. Brad, I, uh, I, buddy, uh, we're so proud of you doing so good in school, and you're turning thirteen. What do you want for birthday? Longer tapes. <laughs> eight eight hour max. Eight hour two, max. Two two packs of blank tapes. Uh, eight hour max, not two hour. Any eight hour. Oh, okay. That's very specific. Uh, uh, you gonna record something? No, maybe. I don't know. I did get caught though. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Where did you hide them? Huh? Where'd you hide them? No, no, no I got caught recording. What? Uh, oh, who talked to you? Your dad or your mom? Uh, they. I mean, they both did. You know. So did they press play? No, they just they they uh, I forget how that that aspect of it played out, but I just know that I got caught. Was it super awkward? Uh, I mean, kind Cause of. Because I find that in those moments, just best to look your dad right in the eye, <laughs> stare him down. <laughs> dad, you know, you know, you know. yeah. Because like mom doesn't get it, but you fucking you get it. You've know. been down this <laughs> You've road. You've been here before. I, if you if you would have thought about this when I would have, you would have done it too. You're just mad that you didn't. <laughs> he just didn't even have a VCR. <laughs> like, like literally, like the next day, like underneath. <laughs> The door, just an eight-hour tape gets slid in. Like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So you watched Emmanuel on Space. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Mean Girls the musical, and I watched How, about well, fifteen minutes of it. Why'd you masturbate to that? Oh, we're not talking about that stuff. Sorry, now, sorry, sorry. Di- didn't I? I don't love. I love the original Mean Girls. Actually, I love the original Mean Girls. I think it's mm-hmm. such a. I I've seen film. it once since it came out. Oh, bro! I need to watch it. It is it is a hilarious so film. It is it is good from beginning to end. It's such a good comedy. Yeah. 
there's a couple problems that I had with this. I think they would have done better recasting any original cast members and making this completely new because it felt a little bit like the old movie except they were adding songs that I didn't know and I didn't love the songs. So I will tell you, because I saw this too and I, I didn't talk about it on the podcast because I, I forgot to mention it, um, but I I think that the first couple songs aren't that great because I kind of felt the same way. I was like, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. But it starts getting better. Um, I I personally, I got up fully on board when Regina did her first song because I really like the over-the-top diva style that they give Renee Rapp as, as Regina. I like Renee Rapp a lot because the Sex Lives of College Girls, she's just fantastic yeah. in there. But I, I didn't love that first song. But maybe I need to be more patient. Yeah, and after that, I think that the, the Halloween scene is really good. Uh, there, there's some great songs th- throughout it. it. It gets more fun, I think. And I, uh, I actually really like what they do in a couple sequences because they have great camera work it just like they do these long single takes with a lot of choreographed dancing and it weaves in and out of different like rooms with a bunch of people and everything and it's it's just it's it's really well done so i i I actually ended up liking it for the most part i was also assigned another film called the lake house and this was assigned to me this is a rotten tomatoes 30 percent film assigned to me by my friend bradford omen and guess what this is not a 30 percent film no, it is a 30%. It's, no, it's not. This it is, is on Rotten Tomatoes 30%. No, what I'm telling you is it's not actually a 30% film. It is not. It's actually better than that. And so... And it's like 32. Uh, no, I mean, it's got Sandy Bullock in it. You put Sandy Bullock in a film, and I'm probably going to like it, because yeah. she's Love just Potion adorable. Number nine? I've not seen Love Potion Number 9. Well, bad... Guess what's coming your way next time. I don't really remember it. I just remember seeing <laughs> it when I was a kid. Um, and thinking like... And by kid, I mean like I was right 13, going like... I would really like that. Did you like think that. it was a Skinamax movie? No, I was just like, <laughs> I would really like to have that potion. Sandra Bullock is just so like charming. But you know who else does really well in this film? Keanu Reeves. He really does. He's not one noted as he's often criticized for. You know, like, uh, everyone loves the John Wick films, but he's not, like, doing any kind of, like, Oscar-worthy acting there. He's just kind of being himself, and he does a good job there. Here, he actually... Feels a little more than one dimensional. Did you think that? He, I mean, he's just he's charming. You feel like you feel like he's like just being a regular guy. Doing more movie. Johnny Utah from now, Point. Break. I'm not great at describing films, but this film is a film that is a a a romance film that also has elements of kind of fantasy because there's time change in here as well. Time, time change. Time no, no, travel. No, no. Sorry, no, no. sorry. From time now change. on, it's called time change. <laughs> <laughs> time travel. Uh, fantasy elements in this as well. This is a uh, about a lake house. You know, my lake house is on Easter Standard. Okay, <laughs> I live in Mountain Time. So when I send, listen, when I send the letter, okay, she's getting it, but it's not two hours; it's four hours in advance. I I'm in love with her. There are they, certainly the lake house. Brad, it's, it's funny that he did that voice because the movie does take place in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> Get some Polish sausage. Uh, yeah, no, it's the Lake Michigan house. I don't know why you guys are calling it the lake house. Did uh, you know that Dicka visited this one time? Dicka has been here. Uh, hand to God. Okay, <laughs> he left a sausage on the porch. We we leave the sausage. Uh, so there are some there are some holes in this. I was reading a review of this film, and they're like, "Well, so so to, 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 <laughs> there clear, are some to some time change hole or time tra- yep, travel holes. time change to cl- to clarify. We'll, we'll quickly say what the movie is about, since Nate didn't really explain it. I never do. Uh, so there, Keanu Reeves is an architect. His family owns this lake house. He goes to stay in it to kind of like get away from everything. Uh, and suddenly, a letter appears in his mailbox, and it's from somebody. It's Sandra Bullock, who seems to somehow also be staying 
in the same yeah. lake house, yeah. but clearly he's the only one there. And so then he's he. How does this happen? Yeah, he and she come to realize that they are actually She's a ghost sending these letters across time. Nope. And if they put them in the mailbox in front of the lake house, they each get the letters in their corresponding timeline, which is two hour, two years apart from each two other. Hours. Two you hours. You almost did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two years apart from each other, at the same lake house. <laughs> And so they, they time change. They exchange these letters. That's what they call the movie in Chicago. Time change. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go out there doing a special yeah, screening? Time, time change. It's with that Sandy, hey, Sandy Bullock. Hey, is that that uh, that's that robbery movie where Bill Murray's a clown? No, that's Quick Change. We're talking about time change. <laughs> So uh, then Thanos comes. comes. <laughs> Thanos comes. So they uh, they exchange these letters. They kind of start to get to know each other. They, st- they start to fall for each other, even though they can't really be with each They've other. They've never seen each other. They don't know what each other's look yeah. like. So do you believe that? Yeah. Can you fall for somebody that you've never seen? Yeah. As it happens. It happens every day, my bud. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's that one where, uh, where Angie Jolie, you know, is with the, the kid that's not a kid, you know? Oh no, that's a changeling. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, so, did you like this, the Lake this House? This is my new character, Chicago guy that misinterprets what movies are. <laughs> oh, thanks. Bob I kind of love that. Actually, I kind of love that. Um, <laughs> it's better than the creepy guy you did last week. Sorry, Alex Pappas, that was creepy. No, this, I, this is basically Chicago's version of Anthony Crispino. <laughs> hey, did you hear about this? <laughs> I actually did like this. It's a good rom com. Good act. It like the. The, the the main actors. only a little only a little calm mo- mostly romance yeah yeah there's a little bit of yeah it, it actually is a little more serious than I wanted yeah. it to be I wanted a little more rom com because Sandy Bullock's in it and I love her but I, uh, I just really like this movie a lot it's very yeah, charming it's good I don't know why it has a thirty percent I thought it was a better film people than 30%. are just grumpy about romance hey, you remember sometimes? that one that's got the the, the Bateman guy and the the, the Ryan Goth- no Ryan Reynolds uh, the change up that it's yeah no it's a change up you're right sorry about that. This is fun because there's a lot of movies with the word change in them. I think we're starting to come up short. By the way, short change. Our listeners that there's actually oh, short change. <laughs> now that's a movie directed by Michael Mann, 1989. It's a little bit of a soft hitter there. You'll see. I don't think that's true. It's not true at all. <laughs> no, but you said authoritatively. Yeah, no, it I'm also, I as we do in Chicago, this, this new guy from Chicago, pathological liar. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna know. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn. Oh my god. Oh, my brother's a cop. Is there anything else? <laughs> my brother, my brother's cop, and I will use that. Did you see anything else, Nate? No, that's all I saw. What did you see? Uh, I, I did a double feature last week uh, doing my, my press rounds. As, okay, as a, don't, 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 don't say it like that. The, the listeners get my, really bummed out my, when you my, talk about my that. Pre- the way you say it with the with this fake gravitas, my, my press rounds. I didn't say it like that. I said I, I said it in like a a faux like inflated way, as in making fun of myself. It didn't come across that way, Nate. I felt like people stopped listening. Okay, so I put on my my fedora with the press tag <laughs> in it, and I, I went and sat down with and with my name tag. I always make sure they set a seat aside for me, um, and they bring me my own popcorn and my own Dune popcorn. Bucket. I was just gonna say separately. Uh, no, so I went to go see two movies back to back. First of all, I saw. Was Richard Rober there? He was actually. Yeah, see. Um, I every saw time. every time. Not every time. Sometimes he's too lazy. Uh, <laughs> Wow! Uh, I saw Dune Part Two, which is coming out this week. Got got to see that last week, and uh, let me say, I as somebody who I did not love the first Dune movie, I liked it. I think it's a solid sci-fi adventure, um, but I don't have like a history with the Dune books. I'm not, you know, in in love with the the David Lynch adaptation, and I thought this one was just fine. It felt like half a story. Uh, it felt like but was the it action, half a story because it was half a story. 
it's it, I mean it's a part one of two. Yeah, but but like but like well, like, this like, part, like this we part just, two of two. Right? Like we just talked about though, across the Spider Verse, you can still have a beginning, middle, and end. Sure. This didn't really feel like it had a proper end. Sure. Um, and I honestly don't remember. And I'm sorry, but this is not a bit. I don't remember. Did the first Dune end on a real big cliffhanger? Or was it just like the story's going to continue? Not a, not a big cliffhanger, but it ended in such a way that it's set up like that more was to come. And, and I'll say this: it wasn't you, satisfying at the yeah, end. I was saying. Yeah. So, would you have preferred more of a cliffhanger because, like, it's not a satisfying end? Just be like, there's going to be more. No, it's just the third act feels anticlimactic. The big the big stuff happens in the middle of the second act, and there's not really much exciting about so, the third act. So, I I would say yes, I would have preferred. Like I, yeah, I want something. A oh my god, clear I can't wait to see the next. That this is not the end. Yeah, because the first film it kind of ends, and you're like. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but having said that, I must say I loved Dune Part Two. I think, really, I think it's incredible. I think it's a fantastic sequel. I think it ups the ante from the first one. I think the action is better. I think the story is better. Uh, I actually think Timothy Chalamet is fantastic in this. See, movie. He was one of the things that took me out of the first one. I didn't yeah. believe him as. I agree. I agree. And I, I didn't think it was a bad performance. I just didn't buy into him as like this character who's going to become this hero. This movie really forces him to step up to like sh- prove that he can fulfill that role. And at the very be and I'll, I'll admit that even early on, I'm just like, I don't know how this is gonna work. But he really comes into the role, and there's there's moments here where like he has to like yell and be intimidating. For Dagon, and yep, that's one of the lines, one of the famous lines. Um, but no, he the way he screamed and like the way he gets intense, and I I was thoroughly impressed by by Chalamet in this movie. But don't you think though that probably the biggest difference though is that Christopher Walken's in this. And but don't actually, you and think the on the opposite end of the spectrum, actually, Christopher Walken gives a very subdued, laid back as, performance, as he often does. Well, not really. <laughs> the spice, um, <laughs> but uh, it's everywhere. Yeah, worms, uh, the worms under the, the, the ground. <laughs> Put that thing that looks like a Bose speaker. And what, call are you, him. what are you doing now? You sound like you're doing like some kind of like weird cat from like the Rat Pack now. Hey, I'm a weird cat from the Rat Pack. There it is. All right, done. Uh, but no, it's uh, this sorry, movie. Dude. This movie was fantastic. I I also recommend seeing it at a theater that has like the best sound system available because I saw it with Dolby Atmos and it fucking blew. What me away. about though? Watching it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Um, well, I was li- I was listening to an episode of Smart List and some I think Will Arnett said I think we've we've reached the or maybe it was actually Sean Hayes we've reached the epitome of like people just fucking up how they're watching stuff because he said he was on a plane and he saw somebody watching the newest Fast and the Furious just with no sound oh. on his phone. It's like what is that for? Like what do you who, what do you? You doing? can read it. Like maybe, maybe he had the world's tiniest earbuds. You know what? You're right. I'll, I'll choose to believe that. We got to hope for humanity somehow. It's true. Uh, so, so yeah, Dune so, Two. So Dune Two, it's great. See it. Go see it. Go see it. Love it. Delicious. What tasty. else did you see? I also saw Driveaway Dolls. I saw it after Dune Part Two. This is the latest movie from one half of the Cohen brothers, Ethan Cohen. And uh, even though this hasn't been fully publicized in the trailers because they can't because of directors' guild rules, Trisha Cook is actually a co-director of this movie. That's Ethan Cohen's wife, uh, and she's also edited some of the Cohen brothers' movies. She's a short filmmaker in her own right. Um, and so this is a movie starring Margaret Qualley and Geraldine Viswanathan as two lesbians who end up uh, in kind of a caper because they drive a car across country that has some stuff in it that they didn't know about, and so they start getting chased by nefarious people. Um, it's It feels like your typical kind of Coen Brothers movie mixing some comedy with crime, uh, a little bit of surprise violence, some some uh, a tinge of absurdity. 
um but you have these two uh lesbians in it and so that adds this whole new dynamic of like what their relationship like and there's very funny stuff um such as like beanie feldstein is in it and she's like a scene stealer she's hilarious in this movie um but it's like it's it's sexy it's cute it's funny it's 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 very enjoyable it kind of reminded me of these this kind of like caper that used to come out like in the like the late 90s um and i actually came to find out that that's because the script has been in development for so long that it was written in like the mid 90s and so like that's why it has tinges of that um so but it's it's i I really enjoyed it i i liked it a lot it's fun it's a very very fun movie i have a question that i i want to ask and i'm not sure if i'm gonna ask it right but the clitoris yeah okay (laughs) so we we talk about what what are you doing to the clitoris the fuck was that <laughs> someone touched his clitoris that was so off-putting don't ever do that again don't ever tell me about off-putting. i won't i <laughs> don't you ever fucking tell me <laughs> i had to listen to a podcast episode last week with you in it oh that's true i forget that you have to edit this one so just no hearing... i edit this one you didn't have to yeah, wait a minute yeah you I, I listen to our episodes do oh I, I don't oh that's unfortunate <laughs> brad doesn't even do it he edits them yeah i listen to the parts i cut so representation is a big deal, especially in Hollywood, but also in business. And you said that this is a, a very gay film, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is in in a good way, right? Yeah. This is the the main two actress actresses, uh, Margaret Qualley is married to Jack Antonoff. They they're not they're not gay. Well, it's funny you say that because Ethan Cohen is married to Trisha Cook, but Trisha Cook's a lesbian. What? <laughs> I don't think the math works for Ben that's either. A, yeah, that's not a joke. That's that's a real thing. You can't marry. Well, you can clearly, but obviously they can. So, was she a lesbian when they got married? As, uh, as far as I know, is it? A, but do, am I allowed to ask? Is it, is it like a marriage? Like, if somebody foreign, is it a marriage of convenience? No. You, you could just be friends. You could be friends. You could just be friends. But they're married because they love each other, and then they, but then they also have. But I, I love Nate, but I, I don't. Do you want to get married? I, they I also have other partners that they they sleep with. So I don't want to sleep with Ben. Well, no, we would be married. And okay. then you would be dating a married person. people don't sleep together. Like right? I would, I would be dating somebody. You'd be dating somebody, and then yeah, married people do not sleep together. Uh, talking about birds. <laughs> yeah, my parents don't sleep together anymore. Either. Yeah, your dad's dead. I get it. Um, wow, sorry. just gloss over yeah, that sorry. joke. That, that was, was a great joke. Was a joke. I'm sorry. Piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this, just, the, and this on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> this just seems like it is an opportunity to cast. We have many queer actresses and actors that could have been in this yeah for sure i think for me what it is is like having actors and actresses play a different sexual identity isn't necessarily the same as trying to have like uh, a white actor play a black character or something like that like it's there's there's some more flexibility there this often happens in american indian where a hispanic actor or latina actor will yeah of course cast as an american and i think in this case it's more like i i think that it's better if you can have someone who is lesbian, gay, queer, trans play those roles, especially because those kinds of roles made specifically for those communities of people don't come around very often. Yeah. So if you have straight people taking those roles, it feels a little bit unfair. Big it, gay films aren't made often. Right. right. And it, but, but at the same time, it's like there's no reason that like a straight person can't play a gay person and vice versa. There's been plenty of gay people who have played, played it straight in movies for, for a long time, you know, uh, some that we didn't necessarily know until, until later. Um, but like, so I, I don't think it's quite as like an affront, you know, uh, to do that. I, I think obviously 
gay and uh, queer and trans and, and lesbian actors would prefer that they get to play those roles more often mm-hmm. and they should try to give it to those people but sometimes you know you you cast the best person for the role and you sure. also and sometimes you get down this this really this really far down the rabbit hole rabbit hole rabbit hole where it's like i can't believe they didn't cast a real deaf quadriplegic sure. person of color and you're like, well, that that's a very limited. You know, there's three people in the world, but so, the, but I but I will say though that is something too that that when, is that should be considered. No, no, but when you get down that like a very uh, specific, of course, yeah, yeah. But of course, somebody in a wheelchair, yeah. There's plenty of, yeah. of you know uh, people in wheelchairs that could have that role. Yeah, that there there's always going to be a line as far as like th- there's not too many actors that can do that because they just don't exist. Right. But when you're talking about like yes. That that is a, a Native American, so that person should not be Mexican who plays that or whatever. Or prominent, you know, uh, uh, LGBTQ actresses. You know, you think of uh, Kristen Stewart or something like this. That doesn't mean that all of those actresses have the availability, or they want to do a film, an indie film for that had a budget of what four or five million dollars. Yeah. It wasn't. That's not like Kristen Stewart you know. is always playing, you know, gay characters. Or exactly. Like I'm just saying. Like I understand what you're saying. So, I just hold on. Not a bit. Kristen Stewart's gay? I'm not joking. I really didn't know that. I heard it here first, Ben. She's gay. Uh, you got no chance. I don't know if she's gay or bi, but... So you're saying this is a chance? Well, I don't think so you're that really matters Come on. for you. Let's just dumb and dumb um, this thing here. But I, I do believe she is not interested uh, in me. Okay, no, that's all I need to know. That's yeah, fine. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know pretty. how to say this like in a way that will not hurt you. Um, but she's not into me. Okay, I get but it. But I, I know it. she is. She's dated men and women. Oh, and so so you're saying? No, oh, she probably dated pretty attractive men, though. Like, would you say? Like like when she dated I, a guy, it was he was probably not like. Not. I mean, she, she did she dated Sparkle Fingers. She's never come out and said that she is gay. Well, I'm not gonna put that category on her then. But she does embrace the concept, this concept of having like a queer identity, and like it seems like she's kind of fluid as far as like. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, Ben. Sure. Okay, that's all I really. That's that's the reason I brought it up. Yeah. Sure. She she is. I don't I don't know if she's ever like you said. Brad. Well, we don't need to put her in a box then. At the very least, I least, don't know I if she's ever self-identified. She has certainly dated publicly men yeah, and women. Yeah, so like she's she's bisexual basically. Okay. Well, again, Ben's got a chance. But she's not. I don't want. How do I how do I say this without without breaking his heart? I mean, Nate just kind of tried. You're not her type. What's yeah. That? No. But, I mean, but, but, oh, what does that straight mean? Straight or gay? Yeah, I know, but like, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, what does that mean? Well, what what about me specifically? And be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say it's the fact that your belly's hanging out of your shirt right now. <laughs> I just pulled it down. I just pulled it down right before you started talking. Your, your he, coke and whiskey. Just pulled it down because I was like, he's gonna talk about my gut. And the fact that your basketball shorts are falling down your ass too. They're not doing that. Are they really? They're not. All right, hey Brady Bear, did you see anything else? Fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> I watched a movie uh, assigned to me by my good friend Ben. Um, and when I tell you what this movie is, you're just going to be like, yeah, that, that tracks. Um, <laughs> is is there anybody fine. Is there anybody that gets shot in the film? I am so sick uh, of you guys saying no. something like that. When I tell you what, you're going to be like, yep. 
It's there, fucking stupid. Is there any, any action in this film? No, this is not one of those movies. This is more of a uh, bro, let's make that money movie. Oh yeah, yeah, he loves those. Yeah, this is this is a movie. It's love called duh. Love a duh. This is a movie called Boiler Room, and this is a movie that I imagine Ben watching on repeat in his room, like right after Rounders, like yes. just just going back and forth. Yes, nailed it. Yeah. Uh, also, a movie called Pool Hall Junkies. You throw that in there, a little bit of uh, you know, uh, uh, the 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 guy from Silver Spoons is in that one. What Jason movie? Bateman. No, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it Rick Rick Schroeder? Oh, he yes. turned into yeah, like a Rick right wing. Yeah, before, right wing guy. Definitely, maybe before he became a right wing nut job. What um, movie in college did you guys watch over and over again? Rounders, Garden State, Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference, <laughs> losers. And I also watched Swingers a lot too. Swingers, Swingers. Is that a Wayne's World sequel yeah. that we didn't see? Swingers. That's Wayne's World Three. Swingers. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, I I watched Boiler Room, uh, which is Diet Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and, and very much li- like literally that because this movie is inspired by Jordan Belfort and the Stratton Oakmont uh, firm that he created, but they couldn't use his name or any of the real things because they didn't have the rights to it. So it's like a fictionalized version of what was happening where he created this uh, firm that was like selling cheap stocks to people and basically scamming them out of their money. Penny stocks. Yeah. And so this is this is a little bit more of the sympathetic version because- um, Giovanni Ribisi plays a character who kind of gets caught up in it. He thinks he's found like a good job, and he's like learning the ropes of like being a stockbroker. Uh, but then he realizes that like he's screwing people out of their money. And so one of the scenes in the, in the beginning of the film is like they go to a boardroom and everybody's like the new hires, and they're all sitting around. And Ben Affleck gives this big speech about like here's my keys to my Ferrari, throws them on the table, and he goes, "Does anybody here in this room right now have a Series Seven, which means that you can sell legally sell stocks and bonds?" And one guy raises his hand. He's like, "I do." Get the fuck out of here. Like, dude, we're not training. Like, he gets so mad that that guy's legal. That's not what we do here. Yeah. They want to train them themselves and everything to, like, shape them into what they want them to be. Um, and so this movie is kind of has, like, a, a lot of, like, uh, late 90s, mid 2000s stars, like Giovanni Ribisi and uh, Vin Diesel, Scott Kahn, Tom Everett Scott, and uh, Jamie Kennedy. And Ben Affleck within the first 10 minutes of ben this Affleck movie is a star still today, so yes, with and so is Vin Diesel and so is Giovanni Ribisi. Vin well, Diesel's nice. what <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all the way off. Scott Con, Scott Con, what is Scott Con? Hawaii 5 baby, yeah, okay, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Yeah, I mean, put that in, in the your last and smoke it in the last five years. What is Scott Hawaii 5 baby. Is that a TV show? Yeah, it's yeah. on CBS right after Jag. Why? <laughs> right before Blue Bloods. <laughs> Why are you guys watching? We fucking love, we love CBS. CBS and their entire lineup of Jag and Blue Bloods. Magnum PI. Suits. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Brad like, help me, I don't know. Um, but no, I- Oh, NCIS? Sure. Nah, I don't know if it's still think on. That's NBC. No, that, that's no, that was, definitely that was CBS. CBS. You shut your mouth. That's CBS all day long. So, uh, I, I within the first ten minutes, I knew why Ben liked this oh, movie com- because uh, Scott. A lot Con, of bros. A lot of bros. A lot of bros. Scott Con drops it, an N bomb. It doesn't hold up. And I'm sure. Jamie Kennedy does his black eye impression. Okay, to be fair, bros saying the, the M word and doing black eye impressions is Ben's bread the, and butter. The last time I saw this movie was like six months ago, so I don't remember <laughs> any of that. Um, this is. The movie doesn't quite dig into like the like the nuance in the way that Martin Scorsese does. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's crazy. The one thing that was so funny to me too is uh, for for all of the like cliches that this does of, of like dudes being dudes as far as like just just making money and like being dicks and doing whatever they need you to get by. 
There's only one prominent female character in this movie played by Nia Long. And even when they show the dudes just like being assholes, they're not like hooking up with chicks or like sleeping around like that. Like like in Wolf of Wall Street, you fully see the roster of, all of hookers the debauchery. and doing yeah, yeah. the drugs and all that sort of stuff. Margot Robbie. There's a scene in here early on where they are on a bus and it's like a big party bus and they're all just like being crazy and they're all drinking and doing drugs. Not a woman in sight. Just dudes hanging out with each other. This is a sausage fest, huh? Yeah, just a huge sausage fest on a bus. Well, I don't know if you remember, but there's a Simpsons episode where the steel mill. Yeah. And this movie's called Boiler Room. Yep. So. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I, just I, put I, that I get it now. But uh, yeah, this this movie is it's 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 fine. It's definitely a product of the time it was uh, created in 2000. It does suffer from the fact that they couldn't really tell the full story of Jordan Bell for the time because it was still unfolding. It was still happening. Would you yeah. say it's remarkably better or slightly better than The Wolf of Wall Street? Neither. <laughs> um, Equal to. So, yeah. It, the one thing it does, uh, I don't know if I'd say better, but at least more yes. prom- prominently than Wolf of Wall Street. Go on. Is it shows the other side of the equation of the people that they're hurting right. as far as like how they're screwing uh-huh. people out of their money. Um, and it kind of tries to make amends because Giovanni Ribisi makes it right with the one guy that he does learn that he screws over. But it's like, yeah, but that's like one person out of like hundreds you know, of people that you screwed over. I, I, it doesn't make you better. Yeah. When I first got to California and was doing like in-home sales, I didn't know any better. So I didn't know that like the products I was selling were just marked up. And it was a scam company, but I just didn't know. And I still... Not joking. And when he found out, he didn't care. Oh, no. I made so much money off them. <laughs> no, I quit immediately. But when I found that out, um, I'll uh, that was probably like 2007 to 2008. Now, what is it? 2024. So let's say it's 12 years, 14 years later. I still think about a couple of those people because I had them signed up for like GE financing for like 25% on it. And they can't get out of that. I It was my first sales job. I thought this is what it is. This is, this is good. And I still think about them a lot. Like I... I was that person. I screwed them over. You know, Ben, I feel like there's a lot of identifying between you and Giovanni Ribisi's character because not only was he suckered into it thinking like, oh, this is like a, a good job and I'm doing a good thing here, uh, but he's also just endlessly trying to please his dad in this movie. Yeah, and uh, here's the other thing. Um, that movie came out when? 2000. And I started with the scam company in 2007. So did I learn my lesson by watching that movie? No. So movies don't work. But it just took some time. No, I got it. Yeah, a- uh, so yeah, Boiler Room. Watch Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> All right, Ben, it's your turn, buddy. What? For what? Oh, he's right. I don't get it. Well, it's that time of the, the podcast where we uh, we talk about a certain little thing. What are you doing? A little ditty about Jack and Diane? A little ditty about watching some trailers. I'll cut you, I started you off. So. Uh, two American trailers. Sitting in the homeland. Or the borderland. Ooh, I like oh. that. Sitting in the borderland. <laughs> that's, the it. Snap, that's, snap, that's it. That's it? Look at the snap snap. Wow. I'll, I'll accept it. You'll accept that? Me doing half the song and him. Yeah, Nate's pretty, he's pretty tired. Yeah. He's really tired. Yeah. Well, we watched some trailers, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we watched, we watched some Little trailers. Little trailer borderlands. All right. That's it. That's all you get. Kevin Costner riding horses across the west back, back land. land. <laughs> uh. Uh, so we watched two trailers. 
one of them is a new Kevin Costner movie that your dad is going to cream his jeans over. Uh, it is called Horizon, an American Saga, and it is the first of four movies that Kevin Costner four. is directing. That's four movies. That's a quadrilogy. Wrote and directed. And Wrote produced. and directed and financed himself. He has total control over these movies. So if you don't like them, it's Kevin Costner's fault. Um, this looks like a pretty standard Western fair movie that you would expect from Kevin Costner. Nothing about this trailer says I want to watch this. Everything about this trailer says my dad wants to watch oh, this. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially when he's uh there's a scene in the trailer where the son is like, I'm gonna be with dad. It was like that's the son that our dads wanted to yeah, have. And didn't have. Where you were pushing Seal over and like get make me some room in here, Seal. I am hiding with you from the Indians. Yeah. This is just a very, very hard thing to get behind. I don't know. I won't. I will say that it's not a hard thing to get behind. Oh, Actually, no, I, sorry, I think I it looks fine. I think no. it looks really yeah. beautiful. It looks, like a, it looks like the a cinematography solid, looks, looks great. Like a solid western. It's, yep. I don't mean that. Like I don't think it's problematic. I think it's hard to get by because there's four of these. No, and, no, I know. Like, what the fuck am it, I signing up to? It, it'll be months in between, but it it could be Year, fun. Years, right? No, 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 months. no months. They're they're doing a unique thing where they're going to release them all in the same year. Wait, what? Yeah. Yep. So they shot this movie movies. Yeah. All at once. Oh, okay. Wow. But here's the thing is call me a diva. You're a diva. All you want. But I will not go to a theater to see a Western that Sam Elliott is not in. I mean, well, you don't know if he's not in like part two or three or four. Yeah, you don't know that. And I'll go see that one when he is. Okay, but, that's fair. But Listen, you're going to be lost. I need a Western with Sam you're, Elliott. Wait, you think that he's not going to go and watch the my first one before he goes yeah, right. to the second one? I know, Nate. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, I'll, I, I'll say this. It you looks know, I like the paint third by one. numbers. I like the third one. It Sam looks, Elliott was in it. I don't know what happened in the first two because I will not watch this. This looks very paint by numbers. It looks it's supposed to tell the story of the civil the four years of the Civil War, uh, what was happening out west, right? We talk about a lot of what's happening on the East Coast where the Civil War was being fought. This is the four years during the Civil War, what was happening as people went more out west. That that's an interesting enough premise. I'm I'm interested as a history yeah. person into that. It looks Pretty paint by numbers, though it should be fine. Yeah, it should we'll be fine. See. We'll see. You know, I'm not. It's a passion project for Kevin Costner. He's been wanting to make this for like 30 years. Yes, so. and I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Casey. Uh, oh, you're gonna love our game then. Oh no, because Clint Eastwood famously sat on Unforgiven because William Money, the guy that he plays in that movie, was just too old, and Clint Eastwood wanted to play him himself. So he bought the rights to it in the 90s, or sorry, in the in the 70s, and sat on it for 20 years. Just to so wait he, that guy he out. He could age into the character. That's what Clint Eastwood did. Kevin Costner, Passion Project, I don't know that... You, just because you want to make something for 30 years it doesn't mean that it's going to be good. That's true. I don't know if he had the money to make it then, but now he's got all that Yellowstone money. Yeah. Probably that know. Man of Steel money, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Kevin Costner, after uh, Prince of Thieves, definitely didn't have any money. Well, he, 1991, he had plenty of money. He spent it on Waterworld. Which was a critical and box office success. Yep. All right. The second trailer, Borderlands. Borderlands. A.K.A. Kate Blanchett, what are you doing? Oh, Kate Blanchett stars in uh, Suicide Squad of the Galaxy. It is Suicide Squad of the Galaxy, and I'll go see it, and I'll love it. 
I here's the thing. This is uh, an uh, an Eli Roth movie. Nothing new, and I'll still so I'm uh, not super optimistic. Also based on a video game, which doesn't have a good track record. Oh, they just what was it? Twisted Metal that they just made on uh, TV show on Peacock. Yeah, yeah. which which actually got decent reviews. I didn't. I heard it was did not like. I haven't watched it yet. I actually did not like (laughs) it. (laughs) No, I watched it. I I did not hate it. I actually liked it. First three episodes, I thought it was. It actually reminds me of this trailer quite a bit. Um, this 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 trailer does have style. I think I would have been excited about this uh, if, if you had never seen Army of Thieves. Or no, because I, I still haven't seen Army of Thieves. What's the other one? Uh, no, I, if I hadn't already seen Guardians of the Galaxy or Suicide Squad, you oh, cannot yeah. use a '70s song in a trailer and yeah. not get like gummed. Now I will say one thing: I have heard is that Borderlands, Gunned. Borderlands, <laughs> like the video game, did come out before Guardians of the Galaxy, and the style is very much that kind of thing of like classic music and like this ragtag team of like you know miss criminal misfits essentially so do we give him a pass i don't i don't I'm, know i'm gonna see it i will see it. I, I i i don't necessarily say give him a pass but like you still have to make your movie within the pop culture world you're operating in so like someone's already done this so yeah, like but see they haven't though like because that's like saying like the source material needs to be changed it's not that the source material needs to be changed but the way you adapt it doesn't have to be like just like a retread of, of what we've already seen. That's the thing, though. It's an, I don't I don't I disagree because if I come out with something that is seventies rock music and a weird galaxy type thing, and then somebody else has a huge budget thing completely different than me that maybe stole some elements from me without even giving me uh, you know any attribute to it, then why can't I do my own thing? Tell that to all the movies that came out after Star Wars and tried to replicate Star Wars success and. Failed miserably. The, right, the, but that you're telling me that like uh, if if a movie uh, that or, was coming out after Star Wars, but then the the canon material predated Star Wars, you should still give that movie a shot. There, there's a little worry I have is they had this film. Eli Roth made this film. It, it was like two and a half years ago that he made yeah, this film. They did a lot of reshoots, and that's what worries me. Is but at the they same brought time, in, Eli Roth like it's something that shouldn't worry you right off the bat. That's no, the thing that worries me. No, but but they then brought in Tim Miller to do the reshoots and he controlled everything and I think there, changed some well, Tim, Tim Miller's a good director there, no that's what I'm saying Tim Miller's so. an okay director uh, he's not terrible he's I know. good that's why I said he's an okay director but it sounds okay like, sounds mediocre it he's sounds okay. like some he's substantial okay. stuff that he did though so we'll so see. I, I reshoots can be good for a movie reshoots save movies reshoots can make bad movies better it doesn't always bode well, but it's not necessarily a death sentence but either. Two full weeks there have, of reshoots. No, there. Well, there. Lots, trust me, lots of movies have two full weeks of reshoots. They're honestly built into per, the production schedule for blockbuster. Honestly, right boiler room, so many reshoots. <laughs> but no, it's my concern is that there were uh, there's a were apparently a lot more troubles behind the scenes, and that like the the word on the street as far as like how the movie was was not very good. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to to save it. You know, video game movies are are tough not to crack anyway. Um, it's just gonna so, be a lot of Kevin Hart looking away from the camera and saying lines <laughs> to fix things in dialogue. So yeah, I don't know. I, the the cast is fun. I like seeing Kate Blanchett in a role like this. That's pretty cool. You know, she's obviously playing Star Lord. Um, but I yeah, I I don't know. I, I'll see it. I'll give it a chance. But I'm I'm not excited I'm hope, about it. I'm hopeful, but just, I agree. I, Kevin Hart like looking away from camera, going, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that that guy that's been with us the whole time died, and we'll never see him again." <laughs> that's a pretty big reshoot. So are you I'm gonna, in. You gonna see it? I'll see it. Not in the theater, but I'll see not it. Not in the theater? I thought you were gonna try and get back to theaters this year. I am, but not for this. What? Do, what's? Do, what are you gonna go see? Uh, Horizon. The way the West was fun. Wow. I'm gonna go back for. Can't anything remember else. 
What's the name of the Horizon and American Saga? Yeah, bad name. When do these Speaking movies come out, that, Nate? Uh, sp- uh, this one comes out. Borderlands comes out uh, August 9th, so it is a technically, I guess, a summer blockbuster, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, Horizon and American Saga comes out June 28th, and then I think another one comes out later in the year. Yeah, a couple months. Within later, a year, I think all four of them are essentially going to come out. So yeah. the other two will come out next year, but it'll be. I think somewhat within a year's time. Yeah. So speaking of guys, I do have a game for you. Oh, uh, shit. Yep. And so, uh, Wait, oh shit. No, yeah. I love. Based it. on Kevin Costner, oh, we have not shit. played a Kevin Costner game, Ever. and we're gonna do a IMDb game for Kevin Costner because I know you guys love Kevin Costner films, um, and you've talked about him often. Who would you actually compare today to Kevin Costner? In career trajectory and back in the abilities. day, yeah. So who would who would be the who young would be cast? Kevin yeah, who would be cast in that role that Kevin Costner played? Chris Pratt. Okay. In yeah. what? What now? Oh, like in the in the western we're talking about? Yeah. No, just in any film. Like I just think Chris Pratt has a Kevin but Costner. But Chris Pratt is so much funnier. Oh yeah, than that, Kevin that's Costner. a good point. Yeah, that doesn't really work that uh, well. Chris Pratt has some legitimate comedy chops. Like. Like back Especially in like, Parks like and Rec. A, so you're looking to recast Kevin Costner's roles within within. Yeah, uh, like you know, I you, think he's more of a Ben Foster. I don't think Ben Foster has had like any of the, the same success. No, no, no. Has. I, I'm so, sorry. I thought we were saying like who would play Kevin Costner. No, in no. His who, roles, whose like, career has like an equivalent of Kevin? Oh, Costner. Like, like, sorry. Because I mean, Kevin Costner so has a really interesting kind of trajectory. He's been well, the, the, the problem is he can't do that because. No one has had the longevity of Kevin Costner other than Kevin Costner. All right, so I'm going to give you some Kevin Come Costner on. films. Um, I'm going to give you. We're going to do IMDb, which IMDb is changing. They don't have the top four anymore, oh, really? like they used to. They they used to be a separate section yep. of the website. I just went down to the where they list the cast and did the top four. So right. they're essentially the same. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give you uh, the fourth actor, then the third, then the second, then the first. Uh, you're going to beep him when you know which film Kevin Costner film this is. Okay. Um, and then if you don't get the four by the four, I will give you the, or sorry, I'll give you the three because Kevin Costner is always one of them. And then I will give you the director as well. Okay. So you're going to have three people in a movie other than Kevin Costner that IMDb lists and then the director. Correct. Gotcha. All right. You ready? So for instance, let's go with an easy one. We need a buzzers. Uh, yeah. What are your buzzers? Yeehaw. Okay. Ben? Kevin Costner. That's it. That's gonna be my buzzer. Okay, cool. All right, let's go with a, a an easy one. All right, Janelle Monae, Octavia Spencer, Taraji. Yeehaw! Yep. Hidden figures. Correct. So never saw it. It's good. Oh, I'm gonna sign that for you because I cool because really it's like easy. Yeah, I actually really like that film. It's a um, good movie. I know. I've heard it's great. All right. There's there's some reasons you won't like it, but what what are they? You'll see. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I Kevin think Gos- our list because Kevin Gosser's in it. I think the uh, theme yeah. of the film will be hard for Ben. These are uh, such assholes. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jamie Kennedy's not doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Tommy Lee Jones, Chris Cooper, Ben Affleck. I'm- what? All right, what is it? Nope, I fucked up. Directed by John Wells. A 2010 film 
Tommy Lee Jones, Chris Cooper, Ben Affleck, directed by John Wells. All right. Tommy Lee Jones in 2010 with Kevin Costner. Yeah, and Ben Affleck. What? Why don't you guys like Ben Affleck and Tommy Lee Jones? What the fuck what movies? Was, okay, Brad, name a, name a movie that Ben Affleck and Tommy Lee Jones I know, are in. That's you know, the thing. It has a of- 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Called The Company Men. Um, yeah, I never saw that. Now that I've heard the title, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I wouldn't have ever been able to guess that. All right, let's go to a different one. Um, Gary Oldman, Gail Gadot, Ryan Reynolds. Director. Director, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's going to be Red Notice. Do you think he was in Red Notice? I don't know. Gail, Gail Godot and Ryan Reynolds were one thing. I think it's Gail Godot. Were they in Red Notice or whatever? They, they were. were. So there you go. That's what it is. I don't know if Gary Oldman was. Though. They play like the super spy agency presidents. This will give it away. Directed by the great Ariel Roman. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ready? Uh, I can give you that it was... Uh, a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes in 2016. It's probably animated, Brad. Nope, it was not. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to help it. you. Criminal. What? That's the name of the movie? Yep. <laughs> you guys are doing great I, on Tomcast. I love that. Like, That's the name of the movie? Oh, yeah. No, okay. no, no. All right, here we go. Dennis Hopper. The great Kelsey Grammer. Paula Patton. Directed by Joshua Michael Stern. Dennis Hopper. 2008 film. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oof. I have seen this film, actually. Is that a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> it's a political movie. So the next With type Dennis of film. Hopper in 2008? Like at the end of his life? Dennis Hopper only died like five years ago. <laughs> I think he was still living then. He died for like 10 years. Uh, this has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. A film called Swing Boat. Ah, yes. All right, here's another one. Melissa Sage Miller. Sailor Ward. Ashton Kutcher. Dennis Hopper has been dead for 14 years. No. He died in 2010. Really? So He's both of you can fuck off. Two years is, before that. Yeah, at the end of his life, I was pretty ro- spot on there. Come on, guys. Well, he died in 2010. Yeah, so two at years after. At the end so. of his life. All right. Then it was life in 2010. Oh, my God. Re- really? 2010? Guys, guys. Sorry, 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 sorry. Melissa Sage Miller. Yeah. Sailor Don't Lord. Don't know Ashton Kutcher. Don't know who that is. Directed by Andrew I got uh, Kevin Costner. Directed yeah. by what? The Guardian. Thank you. You freaking assigned me this yeah. film. I was waiting for. I was waiting to hear Ashton Kutcher's name. That's all. All right, we're going to get some films that I know you guys are going to know more because like in the 90s to early 2000s, Kevin Costner freaking killed yeah, it. Yeah, he, he had a good run. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Uh, the great Shirley MacLaine, uh, Mark the Buffalo Ruffalo, uh, the beautiful Jennifer Aniston, directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, Kevin Costner. Yep. Draft Day? Nope. No. Shirley MacLaine, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Aniston, Kevin Costner, directed by Rob Reiner. Have you heard of Rob Reiner? Yeah, I know Rob Reiner. Yeah, he didn't do draft day. That's for sure. 
Are you right? Whatever. The oh. long, the longest game or whatever. Uh, no. I'm sorry. It is a film with 21% Rotten Tomatoes. Rumor has it. Ah, Oof, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a sports movie. All right. Here's another one. Uh, Jenna Malone. John C. Riley, Kelly Preston. I had a crush on Kelly Preston after uh, the time. What was that Tom Cruise one that she was in? I forget. Terry uh, McGuire. Yeah. Directed by the great Sam Raimi. Sorry. Jenna Malone, John C. Riley, Kelly Preston. Directed by Sam Raimi. Forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, nineteen ninety nine. This sucks. Yeah, we're really bad at this. Yeah, no, I thought well, you guys Kevin Costner do- doesn't make movies anyone cares about. For the love of the game. That's uh, the longest game thing that I was just Jesus saying. Yeah, Christ, who the fuck cares? <laughs> what, <laughs> we're in a seventh baseball movie. <laughs> I know. Cheech Marin. Yeah. I said yeehaw first. What? Tin Cup. Correct. It is Tin Cup. Jesus Christ. Tina Marjorani or Tina Marjorani. Tina Majorino. Majorino. Yeah, uh, yeehaw. Yeah, because yeah. you know who that is. Waterworld. Thank you. Oh, you're such a dick. Lexi oh, Randall. Wait, wait. Yeah, you know what? When you said Dennis Hopper and I didn't say Waterworld <laughs> right off the bat, what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, Lexi Randall, Mayor Winningham, Elijah Wood. Yeehaw. Yep. The War. Correct. See, oh. now we're getting him. He's on a roll. Brad's got them all now. All right. David Andrews, Gene Hackman, Dennis Quaid, directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Yeehaw. Yeah. Ooh, no. I don't think this is right, though. What? No, it's not. 1994, Phil. No. Kevin Costner. Yep. No Way Out. No. Shit. Are you ready, Brad? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Wyatt Earp. Yeah, oh, go. wow. All right. Here's another one. TJ Lothar, Laura Dern, Clint Eastwood, directed by Clint Eastwood. Clint, today I learned that Clint Eastwood directed Kevin Costner. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. No way out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A movie called A Perfect World. Okay. Oh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. I do remember, that, remember movie. that movie. I've actually seen that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon, Gary Oldman, directed by Oliver Stone. Yeehaw. Yeah. JFK. Correct. Here's another one. That's the top four? Yeah, that was the top four That's on that insane. one. insane. Christian Slater. Mary Elizabeth Mastratiano. Yep, sure. Morgan Freeman. Directed by Yeehaw. Kevin. Yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Correct. Nice. Amy Madigan. Fuck me, he cleared it. <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, what'd you say? Amy Madigan. Oh, yes. Ray Liotta. Uh-huh. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yep. Feel the dreams. Correct. Nice. Tim Robbins. Kim Custer. Yeah. Bull Durham. Correct. Sean Connery. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yep. The Untouchables. Uh huh. Nice. Nicely done, Brad. Tom Berenger. Glenn Close. The great Jeff Goldblum. 
another Kevin Costner film directed by Lawrence Kasdan. No way out. 1983's The Big Chill. Ah, oh, oh. shit. That's what I thought it was before when you said. Should have guessed it then. Fucking nuts on my ass. Whoa. So, um, good job for you guys. Yeah, uh, we, we got four. Yeah. I wonder if our listeners knew any more. Probably not. But Kevin Costner's got a lot of money because he's apparently producing a ton of films. Four films. Horizon, Horizon 2, Horizon 3, Horizon 4. Horizon yeah. And then Deep Horizon. <laughs> Deep Horizon. <laughs> So, uh, not big fans of Kevin Costner on this podcast, apparently. But sorry, I'm not really that sorry. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Kevin Costner. There's nothing wrong with Kevin Costner. He's just not great. He's just got one thing that he does. Yeah, that's all. Uh, I'm disconnected from everybody, so I'm just gonna be this guy who's kind of you know grumpy. Yeah. Uh, but it'll save the day at the end. Sometimes. Do you like Do you like Bruce Willis better? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Um well guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We know we know how much your your time is uh valuable and that we appreciate that you spend it with us. And if you uh, appreciate this podcast, you can rate us five stars on uh iTunes or Spotify or uh Hoot Tunes or Soundblast. Hoot Hoot Tunes. <laughs> um please give us five stars, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family if they like movies and they like they like laughing it up. Uh, we we think that maybe maybe you'll enjoy it with them. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest way to end a podcast uh, ever. Make sure uh, you uh, check us out on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. That's me, and at slashroom dot com if you want to hear more about movies and TV that I I write about and have opinions on. And uh, Nate and Ben are online too. They do some stuff. We really don't much. But, Not really. You know, they they like they they tweet and retweet. We, no, we we just pretty much send Instagram reels back and forth to each other. That's really what we do. Tweet and retweet. You're not wrong. All right. I'm gonna have another one of these peanut butter bites. Hey, that uh, you know that one movie with John Claude Van Damme where he's a, a police officer in the future. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that. Oh no, that's Time Cop. That's not Time Change. It's Time <laughs> Cop. Sorry. Oh Jesus Christ! Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?